You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, Episode 33, Theater as Events with Madeline Polk. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. In the Intro to Events class, students have to show mastery of the design thinking process. Students are able to show this mastery in a variety of different ways, such as designing a training video, a game, or even a podcast. They are able to choose any topic and organize their activity in any way that they want, as long as they follow this design process. These student-created podcasts have offered so many insights into what students are thinking and experiencing that I have decided to take two Thursdays a month to feature these works of art. I hope you enjoy today's student-created podcast. Hello, everybody. I hope you are well, and thanks for tuning in. My name is Madeline Polk, and I am a sophomore majoring in hospitality, restaurant, and tourism management with a minor in leadership and communications here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I am recording this at my home here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Today, I'm going to be talking about the different forms of theater and how they relate to events. Now, you may be wondering how theater relates to events at all. I don't blame you. I know it sounds a little odd at first. I remember when I mentioned to my friend what my podcast was about. She was really confused about how I was going to relate the two topics. So hopefully I can clear that up for you and you can see the relationship that I saw between the two things. To start at the beginning, I first read about forms of theater in a book called The Experience Economy by B. Joseph Pine II and James H. Gilmore. We read this book for my Intro to Events class this semester, and I thought the concept was really neat. I remember when I was reading about the different forms of theater, I just kind of had the thought going through my mind of how I could relate this to events. So that's what I'm going to be covering today. The four forms of theater are street, platform, improv, and matching. Let's start with street theater. In the book, they describe this as, quote, jugglers, magicians, storytellers, acrobats, etc., end quote. Street theater involves the ability to perform in unpredictable places and to have the possibility of unexpected interruptions. As a street performer, you have to play off the reaction and moods of your audience. Now, when considering events, you could use the knowledge of street theater in many different ways. My first thought is wedding planning. This is an event which is, in theory, perfectly planned out, but you have no idea how things may change the day of. For example, guests may have differing moods, good and bad, or maybe the weather will not be what you expected if the ceremony or reception is outdoors. Using street theater, you would practice and consider all these various scenarios ahead of time so that you would be ready to perform in the situation which arises. An event or wedding planner in this case would be the street performer. 
By using the street form of theater, a planner will be able to have techniques and planned ideas for different scenarios. Remember, we said that street form involves the ability to perform in unpredictable places and circumstances and to play off the reaction and moods of your audience. Next, we are moving on to platform theater. This is the most common form of theater and the one which most likely pops into your head when you think of the word theater. In this type of theater, everything is planned out and you will have everything you are going to say and do planned perfectly. An example of platform theater in the events industry includes plays, musical shows, for example, if you're from Lincoln, a show at the Lead Center. You could even argue many concerts are examples of platform theaters. I'll grant it, sometimes concerts don't stick to one thing and never change, but for the most part, they'll have a planned set list, jokes, dance moves, etc. So you can see the huge role which platform theater has when considering all the different events, like the ones I mentioned before, that we go to frequently in our everyday lives. Before COVID, that is. Moving on to the third form of theater, we come to improv. I'm sure you know what improv is. The first thing that comes to my mind is being at a play practice in high school, doing embarrassing improv exercises. But improv proves to be a really useful skill to have when it comes to the event industry. Think about all the unpredictable and changing scenarios you will encounter at events. Having the skills to say and act a certain way on the fly is so important. I think you could think of business meetings, conventions, etc. as prime events when improv comes into play. This may seem incorrect because you would think presenters, speakers, etc. would have everything planned out to the T, but what they can't plan ahead of time or have control over is the reactions or questions that they will receive. In these cases, it is helpful for them to have the improv skills to be ready for whatever questions or scenarios come their way. Last but not least, we come to matching theater. I'd say this is my favorite form of theater, just because I think the idea is really neat. In the book, they describe this as, quote, the integration of work outcomes from one disconnected time frame to another, end quote. It is using different works, maybe done in different times and places, and making them into one. Something like a film festival or music festival even an award show like the Grammys or Oscars could be an example of matching theater coming into play at an event. These are all one event based off multiple works. For example, a music festival is one large event made up of different performers and different acts. Likewise, the Oscars and Grammys are one award show based off of multiple works, whether that be a song in the case of the Grammys or a film in the case of the Oscars. I also just wanted to point out that there is not one specific form of theater that you should use for any one event. I think that it just depends on the event, the circumstances, how it unfolds, 
whether you use matching theater, platform theater, street or improv, I would encourage you to learn more about these forms of theater and maybe consider how you've put them to use in your own life, whether that be at your job, if you've planned events, if you're a student, maybe that'd be how you interacted with your classmates, professors, other students around you. And I would definitely recommend reading the book, The Experience Economy. Once again, that was by B. Joseph Pine II and James H. Gilmore. They talk about lots of really neat concepts and the forms of theater is one of them. In conclusion, I just wanted to say a big thank you to anyone who is tuning in and listening to this podcast. I hope that you learned something new and that you were also able to see the connection that you can make between events and the examples I gave of the different forms of theater. And hopefully this could help benefit you in your own life. I hope you enjoyed and thank you for listening. I hope that you all enjoyed today's student-created podcast. What is so fun about these is that it really doesn't matter that these are students. They could just be any random people with a unique idea and a new perspective. I do refer to them as student-created podcasts to provide some sort of context because they do tend to focus on class-related items and may or may not have differences in music or editing quality. Now, if you're following us on our social channels, this week we have been doing something fun. I have been asked to do an Instagram takeover week for the International Association of Hospitality Educators. Whereas my own Instagram page is a bit more event-focused, this page has had some clips of my behind-the-scenes with students, some clips of my lovely daughter, and some more of the professor life side of my, of my job. No matter when you are listening to this, definitely feel free to go back and interact with those posts, and I will respond and send you a message. I want to thank Madeline Polk again for this amazing student-created podcast, and thank you to everyone listening out there today for taking the time to make the time. I will talk with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.